Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Learning to Sit Still podcast. I want to thank you for listening, and if this is your first time here, welcome. If you enjoy this episode, be sure to click the follow or subscribe button. I also want to remind everyone that the new 30 Days to Journaling is available for purchase at sitstillmydaughter.com. This is such a wonderful tool for your quiet time, and it also makes a wonderful gift. There is no greater investment of time than digging into the Word of God, which is the purpose of this journal. So be sure to check it out. I have included the link in the show notes. And I also want to say thank you to all who have supported this ministry and small business. That's really what it is. It means so much as each purchase helps Sit Still My Daughter continue encouraging women every day. Our study today is back in the Daughters of Eve series, and we will be talking about Bathsheba, the woman who was forever linked with her deceased husband, though she would also be remembered for her affair with David and being the mother of the wisest man who ever lived. We are first introduced to her in 2 Samuel 11, verse 2. And it came to pass in an eventide that David arose from off his bed and walked upon the roof of the king's house. And from the roof, he saw a woman washing herself, and the woman was very beautiful to look upon. David, who chose to stay home instead of going out to war with his men, as kings usually did, took a walk and saw Bathsheba taking some type of bath, whether that would have been a full bath or merely taking a cloth and washing herself is something I'm not sure of, but in either case, it seems that it was enough to pique the king's interest. Before we talk more about Bathsheba, I want to pause for a moment and talk about David. He chose to stay back from the battle, remember when it was often customary for the king to go forth with his men. When I read this, there was a specific thought that came to mind. Sometimes when we have remained faithful in service, serving day in and day out, we think we are entitled to a rest, that we deserve one, but that is not the case. Being a believer doesn't come with a vacation package. I am not saying that we must always be on the move and busy. Remember, the the quiet place is important, but rather that we are never to relax our standards or let down our guard because this always, always leads to compromise and makes us vulnerable to Satan's attacks. So many times a sin begins when we let our guard down, when we stop being vigilant. We create an opportunity for temptation. Think about an ivy plant. It begins small, but given time, it can completely cover a wall of a house and more. We must guard even against the small because given time, it can grow into a bigger problem than we even ever anticipated. Remember that sin will always take you farther than you intended and cost more than you ever thought it would. David and Bathsheba's choice is an example of this, as we will see. Sadly, the king over all Israel looked when he should have turned, and that look led him to ask questions. And David sent and inquired after the woman, and one said, Is not this Bathsheba, the daughter of Eliam, the wife of Uriah the Hittite? That's Second Samuel 11, verse 3. Tragically, even when he was told that she was the wife of one of his mighty men, this did not stop him from yielding to his temptation. It is a dangerous place to be when our lust has full control over our body and reason, which is why we must never underestimate the power of temptation, but stay close to the Lord and his word. David sent for Bathsheba, and they together committed a sin. Could she have said no? Absolutely. We always have a choice to do right. Sometimes the cost may be high, but it is always worth it. 
Some said that she should not have bathed in such an exposed area. Was she aware that she was being watched? We don't know the answers, but we know that they willingly took a big risk to satisfy a moment of desire. She risked her marriage and her life because she was guilty of a stoning offense, and David risked the entire kingdom and his reputation before not just the people but his own family. In some ways, you could say that they were willing to give up everything for a night of passion. We must be people who choose to love God above all else and are committed to following after him. Stay within the boundaries he has set and be content with what he has given you. And you can avoid the heartaches and consequences of sin, not just for yourself, but others. Their choice to sin did not affect them alone, but the entire kingdom would pay the price. After their sinful act, Bathsheba informs David that she is pregnant with his child. What was done in secret was about to be exposed for all to see. Both knew that this scandalous news would rock the entire kingdom and trouble would be sure to explode. The king, who had defended the name of God in his youth against a giant named Goliath, would now mock the very laws, not just with his act with Bathsheba, but what he was going to do instead of confessing it. David chose to hide it by causing Uriah to come home and get him so drunk that he would sleep with his wife. But... The mighty man of valor disrupted the plans by refusing, even when drunk, to do so. Surprisingly, the only one with character and integrity was a Hittite, the one who may not have even grown up in the Jewish faith, but possessed the strongest code of morals and the discipline to obey. That is a contrast to David. It's almost hard to believe that the one who should have been leading the kingdom by example was about to commit premeditated murder. What was it like for Bathsheba to know that she was going to give birth to a child that was not her husband's? The women of the village would soon be gossiping about her, plus her very life was now on the line. She had made the choice to sin, but the consequence or outcome was out of her control. I don't even know what went through her mind when she realized that David had set up her husband to be killed. Could she have stopped it? Could she have sent word to David that she wanted to confess what they had done no matter what it would cost them? In some ways, she did not take full responsibility for her actions. We must be willing to admit when we are wrong and face the consequences of our choices, no matter how harsh they may be. For the rest of her life, she would live with the knowledge that her husband's death was a result of her and David's choice to disregard God's law. I know that it was David who went to great lengths to remove Uriah and cover their sin, but she did consent to their midnight rendezvous. We have to understand that our actions have reactions and they impact other actions. Tragically, they both continue with their plan when David marries her and thinks in many ways they've gotten away with it. Even if his servants and others in the kingdom have doubts about the pregnancy timeline, who would challenge the king? There was one, the king of kings, however, who was not going to let this sin disappear. But he sent the prophet to expose them for their actions and reveal that the child would pay the price. What is sad in many ways is the fact that David could be so upset with the man in the prophet story, wanting to see justice done, yet he had no remorse for what he had done until confronted. This is a lesson on just how deceitful our heart can be. We can convince ourselves that we are okay even when we're rotten. This is another reason it is essential to stay in the word of God. It is our compass, our mirror that reflects our true image to us and convicts us of what needs to change in our lives. 
If we choose to ignore his warnings and disregard his commandments, we will face judgment for it one day, whether here on earth or in heaven. We should always be concerned with our own behavior first, rather than consumed with someone else's. God will not judge me for someone else's sinful choices, only mine. Both David and Bathsheba would reap long-term consequences for their choice to sin. The kingdom would suffer a loss as well as a civil uprising. Sin always has a cost and it tends to have a ripple effect far beyond what we think it can. But even when we have suffered the harsh results of our sin, God often extends mercy. And for them, it was in the birth of Solomon. This was the child that would continue the line of David that would bring the savior of the world, the one who would be given an opportunity by God to ask what he wanted and it would be granted to him. He could have asked for anything, yet he begged for the one thing he needed most, wisdom to rule his people. I can't help but wonder where that desire came from. Of course, David was his father, but he had not raised many good sons up to this point, and the one who probably had spent the most time with him was his mother. I have often thought that while Bathsheba gave in to the temptation to sin with David, she was also very repentant for what she had done. Maybe maybe this was her attempt to redeem herself in her own way by raising a son that loved the Lord, that wanted to do right. Yes, he would follow in his father's footsteps tenfold by having multiple wives, but that was later in his reign. In the beginning, his heart was pure and right before God, and it was honored by the Lord. I believe this is a wonderful reminder to mothers and even aunts or anyone who works with children. We have been entrusted with the responsibility to influence the next generation, even if you make mistakes in your past. That doesn't mean you can't do anything now. In fact, your testimony may be what they need to hear to prevent them from succumbing to temptation themselves. Remember that nothing is ever wasted when it is given to the Lord, and that includes your past. It has a purpose and can be used for good. I read of a woman who had made some poor choices in her teenage years, but God got a hold of her heart once more, and she began to serve him again. She met a wonderful man, and they were engaged to be married. Before their wedding, she found out that she had HIV. This news devastated her as she had to look at the man she loved and tell him the news. Even though there would be difficulties, he told her that he still wanted to marry her. They enjoyed a wonderful marriage and she also began to share her testimony with high school kids, which eventually spread more and more. She has now impacted thousands to make better choices because of her powerful testimony. I think... That is what we are to do with our past. When God leads you to someone who needs to hear your story, remember, not everyone needs to hear your story, but when God leads you to share it, just like this woman did, you never know how much of a difference it can make and even protect someone else from experiencing your pain and loss. Bathsheba may have done the same with Solomon, reminding him of just how important it is to follow God, to pursue his path and not give in to the lust of the flesh because no matter how enjoyable it is now, the price will be paid someday. May we be women who are willing to share our story with others as God directs and point them to a closer walk with God. Bathsheba's final mention is in 1 Kings chapter 1 where David is dying and Solomon's place on the throne needs to be secured as one of his half-brothers has seized it for the moment, which could jeopardize the life of both Solomon and his mother. While Nathan the prophet had no problem speaking truth to David, it seems that he felt it was important that Bathsheba be the one 
who would broach the subject with the king, and then he would follow behind to confirm her words. She agrees and approaches David with great humility and asks him to fulfill his promise to her that Solomon would sit on the throne. Even though David is near death, he still is in a position of leadership and fulfills his responsibility. In the end, Bathsheba sees her son ascend the throne and become the wisest ruler Israel and the world has ever known. Even though she yielded to temptation, suffered severe consequences for her choices, God still used it all for good and he can do the same for us. He promises that all things work together for good and that includes the mistakes. Can I leave you with that encouraging thought that our God is bigger than our mistakes? Yes, there are consequences, some of them difficult to bear, but he still gives grace and mercy when we seek it. And that is where we will end today's episode. Don't forget to check out the new journal from Sit Still My Daughter. It's a great tool for those who want to go deeper in their study of the Word of God. I pray you have a wonderful day, my friends, and remember that you are loved with an everlasting love. Thank you.